0: Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Cued Up.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of All Cued Up. This is your review podcast of streaming services like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, yada yada, so on and so forth. Uh, I'm your host Greg Deets and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How you two been? Uh,
2: I've been good. How have you been, Maya?
0: I've been busy. <laughs> I've been good, though. I've been, uh, I've been... Pretty uh neck deep in D and D stuff. Uh getting ready for us to start playing and everything. Uh got a new bookcase and organized all my materials and dug out all my miniatures and getting my paints reorganized and everything. Got a bunch of new paints and yeah, I'm just uh having a blast with all this stuff. Uh staying busy with that. How are you doing, Greg?
1: Uh good. I'm uh I had a really good day yesterday, even though I'm sore about it today. Because did a lot, but uh, one of the things is uh, yesterday finally got my mom's first dose of the vaccine, which was super fun to watch her try to like muster up the courage to go through. So there was an article that I read where a lot of people are going through this; they're getting COVID anxiety, um, or at least that's what it's being called now by psychiatrists, but. It's this, you know, it's this newfound anxiety of leaving the house in general, even after you're vaccinated or whatever. So her going into this, you know, public place with other people and trying to get the shot, like, I'm proud of her. Like, she she did really well. Um, granted, I was, you know, with her. I was, like, right at her side the entire time. Uh, but what was really funny was uh, uh, nurses would walk up to get my mom's card or whatever. And they would just walk up like they normally do everybody. And my mom would literally be like, step back. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And then, you know, the woman would step back like, whoa, what the fuck? And my mom would like, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, there's a lot of anxiety. And they were like, oh, okay, no problem. It's, it's okay. Like, well, it's fine. And uh, you know, having her do breathing exercises. So, but I'm 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 happy that she's got the vaccine. I think that once she gets the second dose and she's fully vaccinated, I think a lot of that anxiety is going to lift. I don't know how much, but I don't know. So, other than that, um, well, glad everybody... she's
0: glad that she has gotten vaccinated, uh, the first shot anyway, yeah. and hopefully, you know that. She starts feeling a little more at ease.
1: Yeah, I uh it's 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 hard to explain. I you know, like I, I one of the biggest things for me that I've been trying to do since the pandemic started is keep my parents safe. And the fact that, you know, my dad and I are now fully vaccinated, I've been trying to get my mom to do it, but you know, like because of her anxiety, she's just, just constant excuses. So
2: the fact yeah, that Yeah, I know how pregnant. that is, it's like, you know. Uh, my sister got her shot and she'll be due for her next one next week. And uh, she was like, I might have to, you know, not do it. And I was like, Girl, you got to do this. I will be driving down and picking you up and taking you myself. He can wait 15 (laughs) minutes, you know, he's not gonna die in those 15 minutes. If they got him doing PT tomorrow after surgery today, I think he'll be okay. So yeah, yeah I was like, you—you're not skipping out of this. It was hard enough to get her down there for the first one. I was like, I'm not doing this again.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I and mean, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened with the first uh, scheduled vaccine. Well, not not necessarily that. I just remember like we had to leave because my dad scheduled the wrong place. And when talking to my mom about going to that other location, she was like, "No, I don't. I don't want to drive out that far." And I'm like, "All right."
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we take Madison tomorrow as of this being published. Tomorrow morning, she gets her first uh, shot at the Pfizer. Um, and for a minute, we thought we were going to have to take her to her doctor to get a prescription first because the place we're taking her to, the pharmacy has a policy if they're under 14, it has to be prescribed by a doctor, which is dumb to me. But I was like, well, she just turned 14 like five days ago, literally. And they said, oh, well, you can just bring her on in then. I'm like, okay. Like five days makes that much of a difference.
2: Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's like, you know, Lydia is, uh, you know, over 16. So when we took her, it was... I I was concerned because she doesn't, she's tiny. And I was like, please put on makeup, lots of makeup before you go. (laughs) I don't (laughs) want them to think you're younger than you are and say no. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I look older than I am. I was like, I know, but please just put on makeup, (laughs) just lots of makeup. (laughs) So So, yeah, uh, she dolled up.
1: (laughs) um, Side funny note to me. uh, My brother has been constantly, like, I don't want to get the vaccine, I don't know, like, I don't want to put that stuff in me, yada yada, the the very, like, anti vaxxy kind of attitude, but his wife um, has been very adamant that he get it, constantly berating him, like, you need to get vaccinated, you need to get vaccinated, he's just, you know, super against it for some weird reason, so finally he gives in, he's like, I'll fucking go get the goddamn vaccine, like, he gave her so much, or she gave him so much information about it that he finally felt comfortable enough, I guess. This is also the, the, uh, well, I won't say that. I won't (laughs) say that. But anyway, he, um, he was talking to my mom yesterday because, uh, he was like, he was, he felt like absolute shit after the first shot. And I'm just like, how did you feel like shit after the first shot? Like, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I just had a sore arm for a day. That was it. And we got the same, you know, we both got Moderna. And I'm just like, but he was like, I have a headache and I feel like super fucking tired and like I'm feverish. I was like, Jesus, dude. So the, the reason I mentioned this is because the next time I see him, I'm going to have to explain to him that I have a stronger immune system and he has
2: to deal with it. <laughs> so that'll be fun.
1: That'll be fun to deal with.
2: Yeah. So have uh, fun with that one. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Uh, folks, today we're going to be talking about Season 2 of Love, Death, and Robots, which consists of eight animated shorts. Not five, eight. I don't know why I did this. Anyway, um, but first, before we get into Season 2 and break down each episode, Betty, what did you think of Season 1?
2: Oh, I loved it. <laughs> um, it I watch a lot of shorts anyways on YouTube, um, so... Yeah. there's <laughs> like... Cat being a bastard in the background. Um, but no, I thought it was really good. I was kind of surprised though. I, um there was so few episodes in the second season compared to the first.
1: I same, same, same. I was like, I was like, we got 18 in the first season, and we only got eight in the second season. That's yeah. too short. Like, but honestly, if they can pump out more seasons, like maybe every six months, versus you know, waiting a whole year for just eight. That'll be better because each one is made by a different group of people. So, yeah. Um, the positive angle is that a ton of people have watched season two. So it's very likely that Netflix will dreamlight season three, uh, or 2.5 for that matter. We might get eight more episodes and just call it 2.5. But, hmm. um, so what we did with the first season when we reviewed it, Betty, is that we actually talked about each short individually and gave it a, gave it its own grade. Instead of giving the season as a, as a grade, we did each episode, or short, I should say. Uh, so we're going to do that here. Um, and mm-hmm. I have them each written down with my own score. And I, <laughs> and I wrote down the title of it and then wrote down a, a very small description. And one of them is my favorite, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so we'll start with episode one which was called automated customer service. And the the note I have here is old lady versus vacuum bot.
0: <clears throat> I loved this one. Same here. 100%. Oh. Misty and I cracked up during this episode.
2: Um, yeah, it was funny.
1: Oh, it looks like you put the robot in purge mode. I suggest you run <laughs>
2: I mean, I think we've all kind of had that frustration, too. It's like, oh, am I old now? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know how she feels. <laughs> I about pissed myself
1: when the robot shot the fucking uh, taser out of the window and hit the guy, hit the old man. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Oh, I, lost,
0: shit. I lost my shit when it shaved her poodle's head. <laughs> <laughs> And then it shaved her head in the same style. I was like, Oh, this yeah. is funny.
1: <laughs> Fuck, it was good.
0: Oh man. Um,
1: yeah, my only but, complaint is I didn't I wasn't the world's biggest fan of like the large head caricature style. Um, it just seemed a little off putting. But
0: No, I mean, you know, when your head's the size of your torso and you've got these scrawny little chicken legs, I get that. <laughs> but you, you get past that pretty quick. Once the
1: action starts, like once the comedy starts to kind of fall in. So it wasn't bad, but uh, God, it was, it was
0: so fucking funny. So funny for, for people who haven't seen it, the premise is it's, you know, it's a futuristic society where everything is automated. Virtually everything. Nobody does hardly anything for themselves anymore
1: or at least and, in his old old folks home. Uh,
0: yeah. Or, and what was so. funny is when she comes home, you know, or whatever she's doing and she looks over next door to her neighbor, he's cleaning his gun behind a fence, but it looks like the motions, he looks like he was jerking it, just looking at her. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. well, that's, that's creepy. And then, you know, shows him cleaning his gun. I was like, Oh, okay. He wasn't jerking it. Um, but I, I knew he wasn't jerking it just by the shot, like the way that it looked.
1: I was like, there's no way that he's jacking off. it's got to be a it's gotta be a bit. but um oh, I wasn't expecting a gun. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I will I, also note that with um, a lot of these, I some you know there's particular animation styles that you see like this one in particular. I'm pretty sure I've seen whoever did this, do something else on YouTube because I do like, you know, again, i watched the shorts a lot and I've watched a lot of animated ones and this style looked so familiar to me and it still does, you know, so I'm I'm very
1: curious. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're, you're probably 100% accurate on that. It's uh, the, one of the things about season one was uh, a lot of the animations were brought in and, and done by people who have, who have history with doing shorts. Either with you know before a movie or with um, back in the day they don't really do it anymore. I wish they would, but back in the day they would have full animation festivals where they were ten to fifteen minute shorts back to back to back for like three hours. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, Mike and Dave's Sick and Twisted Animation Festival, which is where uh, Happy Tree Friends premiered.
0: Oh God, <laughs> I love Happy Tree Friends!
1: But yeah, oh, same here. But yeah, like oh, you, you say, that the way?
0: My, yeah, I totally yeah. There is a, an eight-episode third season of Love, Death, and Robots scheduled to release next year in 2022.
1: Ooh, that's long, but I'm okay with that. That is a long ways away. Uh, well, yeah, why don't we go ahead and give this uh, give automated customer service a grade? Uh, I gave it an A. It's just really fucking entertaining and funny, and the only reason it's not an A+, is because the animation was a little, like, to me, so...
0: Oh yeah, I absolutely give it an A as well because it was funny, uh but also terrifying <laughs> like here you have an automated device, and this uh, you've basically she's got a Roomba that has the ability not only to kill you but to communicate with its Roomba buddies to have them come and kill you as well. Black mirror, but funny, yeah, black mirror but funny uh so yeah, absolutely an A. Anybody?
2: Yeah, I definitely give it an A as well. I thought it was funny. Um, the animation style doesn't bother me. I mean, uh, so again, and this is one of the animations that I was pretty sure I recognized to begin with. So I, you know, I like it. So A, awesome.
1: definitely. Yeah, it's a solid, it's a solid start to season two. Uh so the second animation is called Ice, and the note that I have written here is Ice Planet Moders, Exos, and Ice Whales. Uh, yeah, I, this was probably my least favorite of the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. I did not like this one.
1: Um, I thought the animation style was unique, but I still kind of didn't like it. Um, I was like, I was like, Oh, that's, I get, I get why they're doing it. But one of my biggest issues was that there wasn't a whole lot of info given, like I wasn't sure exactly what modders meant, other than the fact that maybe they they're a little bit faster and can survive on the planet by like the main character's brother being able to like jump and flip on top of that mech or whatever the fuck it was.
0: Uh, um, yeah, they they it obviously meant that they had been modified humans in some capacity cybernetically right. or what have you,
1: right? And they're not on Earth. That's for fucking sure because people are like. But one character says, I bet like dirty Exo, I bet you want to go back to Earth or some shit like that. Um But the thing that really threw me off, the thing that really made it weird was uh the fact that when they uh when they were running across the ice when they were doing that race to beat the ice um
0: whales. The f- the frost whales.
1: Yeah, they uh It was clear that the race was done by modders because they're faster. Yet it didn't need to be done by modders because the exo brother was able to do it while carrying his brother, who was not technically injured. So I just was I was like, what was the fucking point? Like, what was the point of that?
2: Um adrenaline? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh you know, honestly, I, this one's kind of muted in my mind because it also was not one of my favorites. So, you know, I I thought that the animation was interesting, but at the same time, it was also very... It would have looked better in a comic book.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: And the proportions were just off in strange ways. You know, it's, it's like, you know... It, Sometimes that can work. This time it didn't. It bothered me.
1: (laughs) There's an animation from the '90s that I absolutely hate. Um, It was on uh, MTV's like Liquid Television segment. It was um, Aeon Flux.
2: Oh yeah. I I knew you were going
1: to say Aeon Flux. Yeah. I
2: hate
1: hate the animation Aeon Flux.
2: I get it. It's not my favorite either. This kind of
1: reminded me of that, and I was like, I get it.
2: I hadn't uh, thought of that show in years.
1: <laughs> then they did that terrible movie with uh Charlie I think it was. Oh, sorry, I'm stretching. E- but anyway. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and give a grade to this one and move on to the next one. Uh I give this one a C because I could see potential for it. I can see boy, that sounds like I'm making a joke. Right. <laughs> um I like the idea behind it. I like the idea of an ice planet where there's people who are modded to live on the ice planet in certain conditions. um, And that like, there's a storied history about the people who are stuck on the planet, but not really stuck on the planet. I don't know. Um, So I like the idea, which is why it gets a C. I think execution and animation style is just not my cup of tea. So that's,
2: that's that. But uh, Betty, why don't you go next? Um, I'd also give it a C. Uh, it just, again, it wasn't my favorite either. Um, I There was a lot to the story that just kind of felt like, what? Huh? You know, how did we get here? I don't understand. I've always, I kind of felt like, did I miss something? There was, there was a couple times where I rebounded. it. I was like, did I miss something? No, I didn't. You know, yeah. so, uh, yeah, see, that's. And that's being generous, so
0: Maya. <laughs> I'm not going to be generous, and I'm going to tell you it's just D. It is D for dull, dreadful, dreary, and just not any damn good. Um, <laughs> it, it sucked. Jesus. You I,
2: ain't
0: I, wrong. I, it, it sucked. This one was bad, and I was like, Ugh. uh, the whole." You know, I don't have a problem with angst, but they really dwelled on the angst of the one unmodded brother and all of a sudden... uh, Yeah, and at the end of the episode when he saves his younger brother because of him falling and hurting his leg and then he carried him to just barely making it uh, barely surviving. Now all of a sudden he's accepted by everyone it's like yeah yay yeah, acceptance get to the next one let's go it was horrible <laughs>
1: uh the positive angle is it was less than 10 minutes long so
0: um 13 minutes with credits but like 10 without them
1: i thought it was shorter than 10 anyway um no but it doesn't matter uh let's go and move on to episode three or uh, or animation three, whatever So this one is titled Pop Squad, and the note I have written down is Immortals and Breeders. Mm. This was easily one of my favorites out of the whole season. Uh, Absolutely fucking love the execution on this, the idea on this. It gave you enough information to understand the world that existed, while also giving you some like really cool fucking thought-provoking, like, if this world existed, how would this affect people? Um, and the animation was just gorgeous, like yeah. really fucking detailed. Uh,
0: but yeah, this is, this is one of, uh, several that animation was so realistic that it could have been live action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the proportions on people's heads were a little off to make it kind of stylistic, but not. Not to the extent of automated customer service by any stretch of the imagination. That was yeah. really adjusted. That was like I'll say that automated customer service is like if you put big head mode on like NBA Jam or some shit. Um, this was <laughs> like this was Keys like
0: he's on fire.
1: <laughs> this was more like if uh, an art a caricature artist at a uh, amusement park or some shit like that made like proportionate sized heads. That's what this more. That's what this the the. Facial features reminded me more and not of every character, like the main character and the girl that he was with, and that's roughly it. <laughs> um, I, I, it's hard to explain, it was off, but not enough. Like, it wasn't, it didn't seem jarring. It was like, I had to, they kind were of low
2: key Disney fied.
1: There you go, perfect, very low key Disney Uh, but the general idea behind this world for people who haven't seen it or are going to see it, or I don't know, whatever. Um, Basically, the world exists to allow people to live forever. You go through a medical process where you, be, you, you, you gain a lack of aging. And so people live, you know, like a lot of the characters in this are 200, 300 years old. But one of the things that's outlawed is making babies. You're not allowed to make kids. Well, some people went against that. And the first shot of this fucking thing is dark. Real fucking dark. Uh, It's a woman who's being arrested for having kids, and then the main character fucking
0: kills the kids. Just shoots them
1: both right in the fucking head.
0: Um, Yeah, the police force eliminate children on sight. Summarily executed. Yes, grim.
1: Uh, But it starts to go into this... not metaphysical, but uh, philosophical kind of thought provoking of, you know, what's the point of living if you don't get to enjoy things from a kid's perspective or um, uh, if you don't get to make more people like one of the great things about, uh, oh my God, I can't remember what I was watching, but it was, um, it was basically somebody explaining that living forever uh Oh, that's what it was. It was, oh my God. Okay. That Jesus. It was, um, from Demon Slayer, the movie, uh, one of the demons is talking about being able to live forever. And the guy fighting him, the, the samurai guy, he basically says, one of the great things about being a human is that you don't get to live forever and that you get to see the younger generation kind of grow up that being able to be human and, and go through that experience is the beauty of being human. This story kind of takes that and and runs with it, um, and that's to me what I probably love the most about this. It was like it kind of took that Blade Runner y fucking cerebral aspect and and did something a little different with it. And the one thing about this about Pop Squad is it needs to be a whole movie. It needs to be its whole its own fucking whole movie. To me, at least, I I think it does. Like we didn't get enough time in this world,
0: personally. <laughs> I got a very uh, altered carbon feel to it, especially first season of Altered Carbon. Yes, yes. Uh, and the the society among the clouds, you know, where people were just living in frivolity and hedonistic natures and all that. I just, but when when he when he had to execute those kids to, at, at, in the first scene, and the ones holding that little dinosaur toy up to him and when his girlfriend gives him the dinosaur toy he started to be haunted by the images of that that was just like okay yeah how That's could weird. anybody do that job that would just be horrible yeah
1: it's and the, the 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 final shot with that woman and her daughter in that house i absolutely love that yeah like her saying, I've lived for 281 years, and the world got boring, but now it looks brand new through her eyes. I was like, oh, oh, it's such a good line.
2: <laughs> yeah, this one was a tear joker.
1: I loved it. Absolutely fucking loved it. All right, well, why don't we, um, Betty, do you have any other thoughts before we go and give it a grade?
2: No, other than if y'all ain't watching this, I don't know what you're doing.
1: I agree. I uh, agree. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it an A+. It's just stellar, all all around, gorgeous, fucking thought-provoking. Needs to be its own movie, honestly. Uh, Either one of you, go ahead and go.
0: (laughs) I I give it an A. Um, I think it was really, really good. It wasn't my favorite one, but it was really good, and I like the the philosophical... uh, aspects that it does produce you know the thought processes that it provokes like how would you react in this situation how would you be what kind of person would you be if you were placed in this setting and had these options presented to you it just is very very uh grim and disturbing at the same time but yeah i really enjoyed it and i thought it was beautifully done I'll give it an
2: A. Um I give it an A plus. Um I thought it was very well done. I thought the story was very poignant. And again, tearjerker on my end, you know, hormones. Yay. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, I mean it it was one of the better ones out of the second season, what few we got.
0: So. Oh, main character uh was voiced by Nolan North. Oh, that's right.
1: I should do that. I should go look in all the voice actors for every
0: short. Uh, I'm I'm looking on uh Wikipedia.
1: Uh okay, so the fourth one, the fourth episode, the fourth short, was called Snow in the Desert. Uh the note I have written down is Desert Planet Immortal, who stores his immortality in his balls.
0: I <laughs> loved this one. Uh this I one really, was, really like this one. So this one was awesome. Uh, it's about a man called snow who's an albino. I mean, go figure. And he's on a barren desert world. And basically some merchant is wanting his balls. And you find out after bounty hunters have, you know, intercepted him tracking him down. He takes them out with some help. Um, by a woman named Harold, Harold or I can't, however you say her name. Um, you find out through exposition that he is immortal because something in his testosterone and is basically rendered him, uh, given him a regenerative ability that renders him immortal. Like his hand gets blown off in this bar where he's just trying to enjoy a drink and just what would be maybe a couple hours later, you can already see he's regrowing his hand, uh, which is wild. Very Deadpool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This was another one that I thought deserves its its own movie, its own whole movie. Um, Yes. One of the things I really liked about a lot of these animations is they dive right into a world or a story that already exists, that has uh, would have a history. Um, this felt like the beginning of that movie. Maybe taking a little bit more time to get to the ending, obviously. But um, I would have loved to know more about this world. Like, why is he on this desert planet? Why do people exist on this desert planet if it's so hard to live there? Um, uh, because that, that was a that was a line set in at some point. Like, like why why are you choosing to stay on this shithole planet or something like that?
0: What I really enjoyed too at the end, you see what's in the container that he made the trick for. You know, he he goes and he, you see him at a market and he buys some little container and he tells the merchant, I'll be back in a month. Order me two kilos more. And the guy's like, These aren't easy to get. He's like, I don't care. Get them. You see what he's enjoying at the end of the fucking episode. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't want to spoil that, you know, for people.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it it they're shorts, so you know. Like it's like Betty said, if you're not watching them, what are you doing? They like season two took me less than I think less than an hour and no, a little over an hour.
2: Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, you know, I started with season one in like two hours. I was like, whoa, they're done? That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that, that's the thing. Season one and two. If you watch them back to back, it's it's about the length of a full film.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, you could watch both seasons in less time than it takes you to watch the Snyder Cut, and I we yeah. recommend that you do that instead of watching the Snyder Cut.
1: You have a so better time. I wrote down my rating for each one as I watched them, and I gave this one an A minus, but I don't remember why. I genuinely don't remember why I gave it an A minus because recalling it in my head, I'm like it was better than an A minus. So
2: the story was interesting. Um, the the, the cinematographics were amazing because you know when you first watch it, you're like, is, "What is this? Is this going to be like the the first one with the ice box people? You know, some of this right. is real. No, it was not real. It was it was amazing CGI. But I was thinking the whole time, I was like why would it be in his testosterone? Why wouldn't it be in something like his Y chromosome, which you don't need to take his freaking balls for, but I don't know. So <laughs> yeah.
1: that, I think that's maybe why I gave it an A minus because there was a few plot holes that just didn't make sense. And I kept thinking like, if this was a full movie that explained that stuff, it would be better.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause I, otherwise I just felt a little bit like, you know, is amazing CGI by a couple of 14 year old kids going, oh, balls. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, shut up. Right? <laughs> Total Beavis on the
1: I will say this that the very ending, like reveal thing, if you will, I wasn't the world's biggest fan of. I remember thinking that. I remember going, uh, that seems like an easy way out. <laughs> An easy like little like eh, I don't want to say it because I don't want to like like you know in Maya's well, category. There's I don't want to your A
2: minus. But...
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's as I'm trying to re- t- like recall it like why did I give it an A minus and I think it was that primarily because like, everything else was great. Like I was like this cool sci-fi world where like they have to have a tent that like turns on a um uh a cooling event like thing. I don't know what to call it, but
0: they, they, they called it the day tent and it basically know was a uh climate controlled environment for them to be cool and sleep out in the desert during the daytime in
1: yeah a
2: the reverse dragons, greenhouse
1: those, those weird like dragons that sat on top of those bones and like yeah, would use their wings to cover themselves i was like that's cool <laughs> that's really cool detail but uh
2: yeah again the you know the animation itself was amazing the story could have used some work. And again, like you said, if it was a a full length film, it would have been better.
1: I think if it was a full length film. They, they could have
2: fleshed some of that out and it would have wouldn't have left me with that <laughs> balls feeling. You know, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, well, like I said, I gave it an A minus because there's, you know, a couple little issues here and there. An A minus is not a bad score, but uh, Maya, what'd you give it?
0: I would give this one an A as well. Um, You know, really, really enjoyed the world and everything. Uh, This is probably my favorite one.
1: It's not mine. I have a favorite one, but we'll get to that.
0: Well, between this one and another one, it's probably my, it's definitely one of my top three, uh, with Pop Squad being in the top three. This one and one more. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What would you give it, Betty?
2: Um, I give the the animation itself gets an A plus. The story is a B. Mm. So that's just again, the animation was amazing. The story was, you know, again, it could have used some work. And I, again, I just the feeling I was left with at the end, I was like, ee. if I was your teacher. I'd be like, you know, B, you need to work on your story a little bit. <laughs> Not everybody's, you know, feeling the balls vibe. Okay, kids? <laughs>
1: Genuinely, like three of all of these deserve its, its own movie. Um, this is definitely one of the three that deserve its own movie. Everything else can stay a short for all I care. Um, but uh, But yeah, so number five, let's move on to number five. Uh, what I have, uh, the, the title of it is called the tall grass. And the note that I have written down is don't wander in the tall grass. It's that fucking simple. Right. Uh, right off the bat. One of the things about this animation that I loved was that it is in 12 frames a second. It, it has that, it has a, a very visual style to it that I fucking adored. Um, Plus, it's like the, the 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 style that it looks kind of drawn, but it's not. It's te- it's very much CGI. Like, love that shit. But um, the story, on the other hand, is very like if Stephen King wrote a short.
2: <laughs> I was getting Lovecraft vibes on Lovecraft.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because it is Victorian-ish. Like,
2: well, Edwardian. It's, it's it's Edwardian, and, you know, just by his clothing, he, he looks like Lovecraft, and the monsters are definitely a Lovecraft thing, you know, I mean, the whole story's ambiguous nature was very Lovecraftian, uh, so again, you take that as you will, but, you know, <clears throat> Lovecraftian works don't always hit their mark.
1: What I really, what I really liked about this story was that it was simple, Um, that it just, it told the story of a guy, basically, uh, uh, you know, curiosity kills the cat and almost killed him. Yeah. Uh, I loved the time setting that it was placed in, you know, during the steam age and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Love the animation style. So I enjoyed it, but it is very fucking simple. Like guy gets told to not go in the tall grass. He goes in the tall grass, almost dies because of monsters. There's and nothing This is
2: why there. dudes don't live as long as women, because <laughs> you do stupid shit. Somebody says, don't go in the tall grass. We're like, okay, we're telling the kids, Hey kids, don't go in the tall grass. Cause this person said so dad's over here going, why can't I go in the tall grass? Woof, you know, I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this one. There's not a ton to it. Uh, I do like the the like history that it was created, where it was like every time we come through the tall grass area, the train just stops. Mm-mm-mm. I do like that, but um, any thoughts, Maya? Honestly,
0: uh, I mean, this one was okay. It wasn't great. I like the way the creatures looked, but I've seen that style of creature many times so they weren't yeah. terrifying or anything they are very familiar but, but no it was it was okay it wasn't great it wasn't horrible but
1: yeah I this, think that's one was,
0: why, this one was a take it or leave it
1: well that's i think that's why like i you know like i said like every other story is just can just stay a short And I think that's why this one works as a short is just because it it told a very quick, small horror based story that was just it was just kind of neat. And like I said, I really fucking enjoyed the animation and the style that it looked like. I really fucking dug that. So um, that's why I gave it an A primarily just because it was like really pretty to look at. Um,
0: But it was pretty. But this one was where the story, you know. Just didn't do it for me, which is why I would give it a C. Wow.
1: That was way better than that.
2: I'd give it a B. I mean, I didn't think it was horrible, but the vagina face monsters have been overdone. Um, yeah, it 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 was nonplussed. I mean, it was pretty, yes. But at the same time, it wasn't anything that was like, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
1: So. Uh, then no, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Like it was it was very predictable because we've seen it, we've seen yeah. stories like that. Um, but in the but if they were just trying to show off
2: their animation style, I mean their animation was really good. I'd give the the animation an A.
1: That's honestly why yeah. it was that's why like it, the primary why I'm giving it that because like it wasn't just the animation, it was like the, the choice in making it 12 frames per second, and um
0: it like reminded
1: people. me of the polar express that animation style mm-hmm. i disagree wholeheartedly. especially with the train disagree wholeheartedly it didn't look anything like
0: the polar express
2: it's just the good. style
0: not not the the aesthetic the way it looked you know the way it was drawn not the way it's animated but the way it's drawn
1: i disagree on very that. similar like it was, i know i completely disagree uh, the Polar Express was very much a CGI, like it. Characters had smooth outlines, whereas this looked like someone was drawing it and
0: penciled it in. What I'm saying is the style, not not. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Mm. What basically, if you CGI'd this, it would look just like the Polar Express to me. But or if you hand drew I, the Polar Express, it would look. Almost identical. That's
1: well. That's that's what that's I mean. One of the By reasons, the visual, that's when I, I get. What, I get what you're saying. What I was gonna say is that I think okay. the reason that this stuck out to me so much was that um, it looked hand drawn, but it wasn't at all. Um, kind of like how the Lego movie looks stop motion, but it's not stop motion at all because it's all done yeah. on the computer. That's but what it's this... that
2: style they're going for using CGI. I mean. I know what That's Maya like is it. saying um, because it it does have that feel, but it also has that kind of textured m- motion overlay. Does that make sense? Kind of like you know, um, yeah, I get that. I get that. Like, Take on me, yeah, the video for yeah. Take on Me. That kind of right. texture overlay. That's what sets it apart from the Polar Express, but I do understand what she's saying when she's like, because that's kind of how I felt when I was first watching. I was like, "Oh, it's like somebody bougieed up the Polar Express here." <laughs> yeah, you know I mean,
1: not not once popped into my head in that regard, just because it was so stylistically different. Uh, but
2: yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: whatever, it's all right. Um, well, let's move on to the next one, which is my favorite of the entire season called uh, All Through the House. Yes. Uh, The note that I have written down is Krogenberg-style monster, but is actually not. Uh, This one is actually very short. It's one of the shorter ones in the entire season. Um, I think it was
0: the shortest one.
1: Yeah, I was like, I can't remember if it is or isn't. but
0: uh, According to we're IM, not IMDb, but Wikipedia, according to this, it was the only one that was under 10 minutes long, and it was at seven minutes with the credits.
1: Okay, that makes sense. This one is also not done CGI. This is all actual style, like claymation. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong, but I remember reading that the guy who made this one or spearheaded it to be made used to work at uh, Latka, or Leica, whatever the fuck it's called. The guys who made like Coraline and and uh, yeah. those those animations. Um but uh short version of this is kids get curious, they come down at Christmas Eve to see Santa. Santa turns out to be a very disgusting creature. Uh and uh, <laughs> the fucking Leah good <laughs> fucking kills me it's so funny and, and then, then just, pukes up a present barfs up a fucking present god it's so and then the fucking like the, the kid like William good <laughs> uh. and then stay good <laughs> fucking losing it dude I've watched that thing like four or five times I, like it was the only one I showed to my mom and I was like you gotta watch the other ones they're great um, fuck it's so funny and then the ending of like
2: William What if we weren't good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one was again nightmare before Christmas vibes. Totally, Um, so funny. It was just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know.
1: (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I don't know Monster what else to say about this.
2: Cute and horrifying at the same time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's got that like, ah, but ooh.
2: yeah, you know, it's cute as long as it stays on the screen and doesn't become real and come to my house.
1: <laughs> uh I love the idea. Of air fuel,
2: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I love Would the idea of a strange
2: this? man climbing down your chimney and. You know, putting shit in your house is kind of nightmare fuel in itself for some children. So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, Um,
1: there was an artist a long time ago that did CGI renderings of what he imagined horror versions of um, these fairy tales that we tell kids that are real, what they would look like. And I remember the one for the tooth fairy was amazing. It was basically a fairy that wore a tutu that was kind of ripped. But when she would take teeth, she would actually just stick them into her face and skin and whatnot, so she was just covered in teeth. Just horrifying. And I love that fucking idea of of taking a character that kids love and this this visage that kids have in their head and just completely twisting it. But also, this one was hilarious.
2: Yes, it definitely was. I wasn't sure what to expect. And then, you know, I was like, "Is he gonna have a hair bulb? What the hell?"
1: Also, one of my favorite animation styles. Like, you show me something that's claymation, that's actual stop motion, and I'm a hundred percent in. Oh yeah, a hundred percent in. Um, I'll never. I, by the way, if you can hear that, I apologize. There's a somebody deciding to cut down a tree. I guess in my neighborhood today. Um, but uh, but yeah, this this one's a solid, a, ha, a hard A plus absolutely love this one. I'll watch it again and again and again. It's so good. But, um, yeah, Betty, what did you think? What did you oh, definitely
2: A+. Like you said, the claymation. Fucking love that style. And the story was hilarious. And, you know, yeah, it was the shortest one, but it was definitely the most hearty laughs one. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, A+. For me. Maya?
0: Uh, give it an A. Um, it was very good, very amusing. Also, that creature. If I came across something like that in real life, I'd just be like, fucking kill me now. Because, do th- th- I don't want to ever remember that thing. <laughs> it was bad. Ugh. It, was, it was. Yeah. It,
1: uh, ugh. That's why I use the term Cronenberg because it had like tentacles, but also hands and small hands and no eyes but gnashed teeth. Very Cronenberg.
0: And its its hands, you know, covered its mouth, and then when it speaks in that Mm. weird uh, fucking, yeah. Stay good. (laughs) I love it so much.
1: Fucking love it so much. All right. Let's move on to number seven, uh, which is called Life Hutch. Um, And uh, the note I have is malfunctioning robot gets bested by a flashlight. Uh, this one I th- actually thought was not CGI at first because it stars Michael B. Jordan. Um, but apparently it's all CGI. They just like face captured him. That's it? So yeah, this yeah. one
0: also looks stellar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking
1: oh yeah! I I like I said I thought it was live action at first.
2: We have come a long way. <laughs> so, yeah. We really have. We have come a long way, and it was very impressive cinematically. I mean, just. Yeah, it was one of those another one. Is this one going to be live action now? What what's going on here? You know, no, it wasn't live action. What the hell this
1: was this one was the most tense. This is the one I felt the yeah. most like dread
2: in. Yeah.
1: Also, it like visually he did, did was... not care about what it closed closed up on. Like like the fucking like his hand. Oh
0: this one was definitely top three for me. Uh between this one and Snow in the desert. These were my favorite too. I just don't know which one I liked better. Um, but yeah, very good. Um, the the premise of the, the pilot named Terrence. He crashed lands on a craggy planet below a space battle. Uh, it was actually an asteroid. It was it an asteroid?
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh, they. uh I went into. I the- know there was
0: an asteroid field. I just thought it was, you know, I I I thought he crashed on a planet, but he crashed on an asteroid.
1: Yeah. I was, I was talking to my dad about all of them. And I I said, I'm not sure what he landed on. And I went and looked it up and it was like lands on an asteroid (laughs) where there's a, uh, something medical.
0: Uh, yeah, it was, it was a medical shelter called a life hutch that had crashed, landed there. Yeah. And when he gets to it before his oxygen expires, it's automated systems, you know, come online, but the repair robot inside is damaged and sees him as a threat and begins to attack him.
1: To be and, fair, I saw anything moving as a threat.
2: Yeah. Which moves yeah.
1: very quickly with his helmet. Um, um Go ahead.
2: Oh, it it was another, you know, again, it was definitely one of the ones they could have turned it into a movie very
1: easily see mm-hmm. i here's why i disagree i think this works best as a short just because of the 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 context of him surviving this robot by itself now what he is and what he does could be its own movie and this could be a segment in the full movie but this very specific animation short i think works better as a short um I think the idea that it was just him versus the robot in a contained a bottle episode, if you will.
2: Just yeah, well, you know what up. you're what you're saying is basically what I thought when I was like, "This could totally be a movie," you know. But I wouldn't want to watch that for an hour and a half. No, I'm not the whole battle itself. That would be just you know one part of what they could make as a you know what he's doing, his whole job. I thought you know this is interesting enough. I'd like to see some more. What what's he doing? How's this going? Where are other things doing? You know, right? Again, and the the CGI was beautiful. I mean, just so spot on. At first, I thought what
1: they did was they just, like, they had uh, Michael B. Jordan in a, like, a mocap suit with a green screen and all that kind of stuff and just, like, uh, 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 took his head and then animated around it. But, like, no, his head, his face is full CGI, mm-hmm. which is nuts. I was like, I, oh, God, Jesus, that is insane. Um,
2: well, again, we've come a long way. I mean, you know, watching cgi from its first developments into what we have now and how quickly we got here because it wasn't 20 years ago that cgi was still pretty laughable you know and yet here we are and it's like damn that's impressive yeah i want i definitely
1: want these people to be greenlit by some studio to make a full movie in this sci-fi world for a hundred percent um and uh, uh, definitely like kind of I, I, what I think it would actually be really cool is if it was a TV show and each episode was this character dealing with a different threat. And this one particular situation could have been its own episode. Um,
2: yeah, I can see that.
1: Like I want it to be kind of like that, that serial-based episodic thing where every episode is a new monster or a new, a new problem that he has to solve. Maybe not a monster or a threat per se, but like a, a, something he has to do. I think that would be a really fucking cool concept for a TV show, but
2: yeah, I can see that. Uh, so yeah. Great. It really
1: great? Um, I'm just gonna, the A plus is, you know, really beautiful, really well done. The dread was, you know, it's a short, but I felt like I was like, fuck, was he getting out of this the entire time? Um, I originally gave it an A because I was like, "Oh, he was bested by a flashlight," but that actually makes sense. It makes a lot more sense. Like I was like, "Like the joke." I kept thinking in my head was like, "He killed the robot the same way that you would play with a cat." So
2: I mean, you know, yeah, it works.
1: Yeah, it works. It does.
2: That's some ingenuity.
0: <laughs> but
2: uh, Maya,
0: you're next. Uh, I always, I, I would also give this one an A plus. Uh, just The animation, the tension, the just quick to the point, the yeah, just really, really well done. Uh, There's not much more you know to say about it at this point. Watch it; it's awesome.
2: My neighbors are riding around in their golf cart, staring into my house.
1: Uh but did you give it a grade? Did
2: I hear you give it a grade? Uh no. Uh oh. I definitely give it an A plus as well. Um, you know, again, the series is pretty freaking brilliant. Um, but yeah, this is I I thought the, the whole flashlight thing was kind of funny personally, but you know, I have 13 cats, what do I know? But <laughs> I mean it was funny, it may, it also made me laugh. Like I was just kind of like, Oh my
1: god, that's really clever, but also this killer robot dog was taken out by a flashlight, so that's good. <laughs> I you
2: know that that was brilliant to me. I was like that is amazing. I bet he grew up with cats, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a plus definitely um again, the whole series brilliant
1: um. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted for like half a second there, but I heard everything you said, but my brain was like, oh, I'm just going to stare into the voidness of space. Into the, into the space. void. Uh, the last one in season two is, uh, episode eight, is called The Drowned Giant. The note I have written here is a look into how humans actually view death. Um, mm-hmm. So the concept of this is a uh, Gulliver's Travel style, like, monster washes up on a beach. But it's a, it's a human, not a monster, sorry. A giant, a human giant, but it's dead. Like a beached whale, if you will. Um, and it's all through the perspective of one guy uh, who I believe was a reporter, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I don't know if
0: he was a reporter or if he was a scientist. I, I don't think, remember.
1: I, don't, I think it doesn't it matter.
0: Probably, yeah. Uh,
1: because it's, it's basically him talking about like the course of days as this beached giant human was just on the beach and how the humans in this, or the smaller humans, I should say, in this village kind of treated this, this monolith, this insane probability sort of situation. Um, And what I, what I personally really liked about it was as it continued, you know, I and, and the things that he was saying, like it's it'll you know eventually be no more than a memory or like a, a folklore of a sea monster. Um, and I thought to myself, like that's that's the, the human concept right there. That whenever there's something that can be quantified and is, is kind of a miracle, like humans tend to just push it aside and don't really pay attention to it. So, uh I don't know. There was something about it that really resonated with me. I really fucking loved it. Plus, it's disgustingly gorgeous. Yeah. Well,
2: I I thought it spoke very much to human nature as well. That you know, if if we can't explain something that we you know are interacting with in a human level, we either tend to make shit up. Or we ignore it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know that's what it kind of spoke to for me. But
1: I think I wrote down the like how humans view death because this thing is dead, and at a certain point the humans just don't care that it's dead at all. Yeah. So
0: but uh any thoughts, Maya? I didn't need to see a big peen. <laughs> to
1: be fair, it was only one shot.
0: <laughs> it was two shots.
1: I saw Bush a lot. I didn't see I I saw peen in one shot. Oh, you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. There is a second one. I forgot about that the ending part.
2: Beem, 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 beem.
0: <laughs> His pizzle was on display at a circus. <laughs> Called right, it it was, a pizzle. Yeah
1: considered a, a whale penis. I was like, oh man, that's fucking like it got me also thinking about like how much shit in the world like do we just take for granted and it's not, you know, correct.
2: I'd say lots. Oh yeah. I mean even well, science I mean, changes on the daily because of new information.
1: Right. Oh, I was just i f- i like I really liked this one. I thought it was like the existential nature of it and mm-hmm. like, the thought provoking nature of it. I was like, this is really good by the way, this is also uh written and directed by Tim Miller, you know the guy mm-hmm. who did Deadpool mhm-, so think about that for a hot second and uh, the same
0: same animation studio did this one as did uh Lo oh I did not it, know Swift that mm-hmm.
1: that's cool. I was unaware uh yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this one. I thought it was—I thought it was, like I gave it an A. I thought it was great. Um,
0: it's not they A also, Same animation studio also did Pop Squad. <laughs> Damn, they did a lot. Well, that is one thing about this
1: season that I will say is that seven of eight of them are CGI. So, um, personally, would have liked to have seen a little bit less CGI, but. I'm also cool with it. No, i take that back. I take that back. Six of them are CGI. I forgot about the my favorite one being stop motion. Well, uh well, anyway. Was tall grass wasn't CGI. Yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was CGI with a with a drawn style to it. A yeah. uh, okay. hand drawn style to it. Um but uh yeah, the 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 Cronenberg monster was was stop motion. Uh and then ice was hand drawn. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, I gave the Drowned Giant an A. Uh, Maya, what do, what do you give it?
0: I give it an A as well. Uh, very uh, morbidly curious. Uh, and just fascinating in seeing how people are so dis- quick to be dismissive of things, you know, once the wonder of it wears off.
1: I mean right away they like as they crowded the the fucking giant they were running and jumping and playing on it like immediately. So like not even just the way the wearing off of the wonder, it was like the I mean that wore off quick if that's the case. But I'll give you know credit where credit's due. The 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 main actor he never he the wonder never wore off. But sorry, I interrupted your review. <laughs>
0: No, no, you're fine. I was pretty much done. Uh, Betty, my brain's um, my brain's having trouble right now because I haven't eaten anything today. I know, same here. I'm we're almost
1: done.
2: <laughs> um, I also give it an A. Um, some very deep, heavy thoughts there for the ending. Uh, yeah, humanity sucks. What else can you say? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but again, it it was beautiful. Uh it was very thought-provoking. But Again, a lot of deep thoughts to go out on. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh yeah, season 2 had some I mean, it was like even if you didn't like a couple of them. Like to me, the worst one was Ice. Yes. by far. But it it didn't ruin anything else. Like it just yeah. Um, and I don't, I think that was the only one that got the, got below a C by any of us. Um,
0: yeah, I gave it a D Yeah, I gave, I gave in the tall grass, a C and everything else I gave an A or an A plus.
1: I gave everything an A in, 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 in variation of an A, except for ice. Like I still liked the tall grass, but that was because of the animation primarily, uh, but I also have learned very quickly that not everyone's as impressed by animation as I am. (laughs) So there's that. Um, But uh, but yeah, I agree. I totally agree with your dog. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. You guys need to watch this. Uh, Also season one is just as fucking good. So if you haven't watched any of it, you, you really gotta, if you grew up watching heavy metal or you like this anthology style storytelling, or not even storytelling, just anthology style, like, enjoying different stories over like it's it's just so good i fucking like i'm so happy that that love death and robots is getting a season three give me more give me more of these uh before we do our sign off um i wanted to do this real quick uh betty watched the underground railroad on amazon prime and i watched jupiter's legacy on netflix so betty um in roughly five minutes, can you give a review of Underground Railroad and a grade? Give people, you know, let them know if they want to watch it or not.
2: Well, I'm going to let you go first.
1: Okay, Ju- <laughs> uh, Jupiter's Legacy is based off the comic by by Mark Millar. Uh, it's it's about a uh, a family uh, and other people, not just a family, but a a, um, a family of superheroes that are. Superman-esque, at least the dad is, and I, you know, like I don't believe they all have completely different powers, but it's less about them having powers and, and fighting crime and more about like the legacy of having parents who are these like Justice League style superheroes where they're super fucking ultra mega famous and you're getting your powers. But now you have to carry the burden that your parents have given you um, the main two have two kids and the boy wants to be like his dad or the girls like fuck off and leave me alone, even though she still has her powers. And it's not just there either other characters that are in it. You know, they come from superhero parents and the, the, the burden that they carry. And it just becomes this interwoven plot about how that can affect your life. Um, And then it has a very uh, interesting ending. I wouldn't say it's a good ending, because it doesn't make a lot of sense right now. But I think that's also meant to be like, ooh, come back for season two. So you're, you know, we you got, got your interest peaked. Um, but uh, one of the things it does that's really interesting is that it'll switch between these parents who, you know, they got their powers first. Um, it'll switch between them and uh, um, the, uh, the modern time or the present. And when it does, it changes the letterbox. So when it's in the past, it's full screen. When it's in the present, it's more letterbox than anything else. It's the easiest way to know what era you're in. I would argue that, hey, if it looks like it's in the 1920s, then it's in the past. <laughs> like, that's as simple as it gets. Um, but it's good. It's good. Um, I think overall, I'd give season one a, a B. It's an it's a solid B. It's it's, I think it start it has a very slow start. Um, it tries to do what 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 impossible. I'm sorry, what am um, uh,
0: invincible?
1: Invincible did at the end of episode one. It tries to do that at the end of this episode one. I don't think you know they're being made at the same time, so I don't think that has anything to do with it. But it does something similar, and uh, I think it's supposed to ma- be like. M- meant to make you want to go into season two, but I started having like, I was like, why is it like, what the fuck? Like, it just, there were some things about it that didn't grab me as much as invincible. So, um, but I'll give the show credit. It makes me want to read the comic just like invincible did. So, you know, there's that, uh, but yeah, solid B, uh, Betty, you, what what you, what you got to say about underground railroad.
2: Okay. Um, underground railroad is, um, A 10 episode special feature on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, I went into this not knowing anything other than, you know, this is going to be about the Underground Railroad. And the first episode was really good. It was very much, you know, what you would expect out of a movie about the Underground Railroad and slavery. And then you get to the end it's an actual underground train. And I was like, whoa, what the? (laughs) So I had to re-examine everything that I was thinking about what I was set up for in this series. And I think, because again, I haven't really looked anything up on it, but I think it's maybe an allegorical tale about the hardships and horribleness that you know, black people have gone through in America, especially during the time of, you know, when slavery was bound to come to an end. Hold on, just a second.
1: Okay. Yeah, I had to look up the uh, information on the book, and uh, the author very much wanted to tell a, uh, 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 from what I can understand, he wanted to tell a hard story. Um, but changed the history like he was like, alternate history is what he kept calling.
2: Yes, that is a good way to put it. Um, the story itself was brilliant. Uh, it is a little bit of a slow burn. Um, the cinematography is beautiful, the actors are amazing. Um, it's gonna make you feel things. Uh, if I would not recommend watching this with children at all because there is nudity, there is um, scenes. R rated. Uh, it is, yeah, it's definitely very R rated. Language alone, it there is more use of the N word than a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> so yeah, that was that made
1: me laugh when you when you mentioned that in our group, in our private group conversation, and Miles like. More than Django
2: Unchained? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really. I was like, whoa, this is making you feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) But, you know, that's the whole point of it. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. But it it was beautifully done. And the story it told, it did not, It is not, do not go into this expecting it to be wrapped up in a pretty bow. It is not going to be uh you're gonna have a lot of a lot of feels in that last episode <laughs> it's really hard but it was it was just so well done very beautiful i give it an a plus absolutely i i think people should watch this it was it was hard but it was good and i i, I can't recommend it enough i loved it i absolutely loved it it was Amazon Prime fucking nails their shows back to back to back. It's crazy. It was amazing. I mean, I was I was so blown away by it. I just it's like, "Whoa." I I it was Yeah, I mean, literally. I sent y'all when I was watching that last episode. I sent y'all text and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." I mean, literally, I was sitting here going, "Oh my god, what the fuck?"
1: Yeah, when you were sending those, I was sitting there thinking like, Because I thought it was based on, like, I thought it was like a biopic of people around the time or of of the Underground Railroad. And you were like, no. I was like, oh. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's, again, I thought it was going to be something, you know, similar maybe to Roots, you know, more woke and updated. Um, No, that's not what it was at all. It was very, again, alternate history, allegorical, um, because you know, I mean, they go. They she goes. She gets on the Underground Railroad and she goes through different stops trying to find her freedom, and in each one, there's a horribleness to it. The first one is like Griffin, South Carolina, which is not a real place. I looked; it's not just um, where basically white people were trying to practice eugenics. You know, they were like, "Oh yes, black people come here," you know, and then they would teach them how to read and write and try and make them better. And then they would, they were practicing eugenics. They would take your kids away or they would, you know, they were, they were snipping people. You know, I mean, it's, which I know happened, especially in North Carolina. That state was really bad about that. And, you know, it was just, and it's very, Very Martin-ish, George R R. Martin-ish, in the fact that don't get attached to anybody. Oh, gotcha. Don't get attached to anybody. (laughs) It's, I mean, again, and the whole story in each place, and it's, he told a brilliant story. He really, really did. I think this is something everybody should watch once. I do. I love it. So that's it. a A-plus round That's it awesome. out there because I could probably talk about this all day long because it was so good.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it's clearly worth more of your time than Jupiter's Legacy was. So there's that. Um, Yeah, awesome. Fucking three shows. Done and done. Well, let's let's wrap this puppy up and get out of here because I need food. Maya needs food. I don't know about you. I need man. food. Okay, we all need food. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next week, y'all, we're going to do a uninhibited we're just going to, I might have like a small game or something that I might try to figure out, or I don't fucking know. We'll just maybe shoot the shit for an hour. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on all socials so you know what's going on in case we do add something that we're going to review. That's where you can check that out. You can also comment there. Let us know what you think of the episode. Let us know if there's something you want us to kind of discuss in an uninhibited. Um, but that's that's that. You can also check out our Teespring store if you want to get some merch with our animated faces on it. Um, there's also uh, uh, like mugs and I know we're coming out of the pandemic, but you still need a mask and I believe you can buy one at teespring with our face, with our logo on it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, other than that, make sure you go to the YouTube channel um, where normally you can see all of our pretty faces.
2: Yeah, uh, I have, I had a scratch in my throat today, so y'all don't need to see me over here looking like I'm about to explode.
1: (laughs) Maya was going to be on camera today, but well, thrown in her plans.
0: Yeah, that yesterday turned out to be a bad day, so we're recording a day late. And you know, three people in one bathroom, and when everybody needs a shower first thing in the morning, I was
2: the odd girl out. So. Yeah, <laughs> not how that feels.
1: Well, the reason I mention it is because I'm not going to give you shit about not being on camera this week. So Thank you. Uh, but next week.
0: Next week, through. absolutely.
1: Show your face. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and hit the YouTube channel where you can. Uh, like. Also, I have two reviews up on the YouTube channel finally. Look at that. Uh, I reviewed Ted Lasso and I'm going to draw a blank on the other show. The fuck was it?
0: Godzilla vs. King Kong yes. exactly. Godzilla
1: vs. King Kong uh, I'm going to start recording more of those uh, we're going to uh, throw them up on the uh, YouTube channel um, but, uh, but yeah other than that uh, make sure you subscribe to that follow, leave a comment it helps with the algorithm, it'll help with our engagement so it's free to you um, it helps us out big time so uh, go ahead and go do that but that's it for all of that. Maya, where can folks find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name. It's you know not too difficult to figure out what that is if you listen to the show. Uh, uh, it's a public profile, so if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so. They are linked to my Facebook page. As for other shows you can catch me on, aside from this one, every week you can catch me on Friday nights on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel, on Nerd Life Syndicate, Live at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on figure Banging. And Greg was actually on with us last week on Nerd Life Syndicate. And we had a great time. I was. And that's me. What about you, Betty?
2: You can find me on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree. And you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty. And that's it. Greg? Uh,
1: follow me on all socials under Chobra Geek. Uh, you can find me on the Mission Start podcast, which I'll be doing with Anthony. We're actually going to be planning uh, for next month to, to to cover all of the uh, video game news coming out of like um, these conferences, including E3 and outside of E3 when they just start announcing shit during the summer. Um, there's a high probability that Anthony and I will be back to do our Video game podcast, the, the the news podcast that we did a long time ago. We've both been talking about it. We're kind of aching to get back into it. How often we do it, if there's a schedule, who the fuck knows at this point. But it's it's in talk. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go search for uh, Mission Start. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Mission Start Tubes. We have a, you know, if you search Mission Start Podcast on any of the streaming pl- or the podcast platforms, you'll definitely be able to find it. Um. But uh but yeah um I also have a review up for a game or a don't yet not yet sorry it'll be on the youtube channel when that happens but uh yeah that's it for that um guys thank you so much for listening again next week nothing nothing scheduled we're just going to be here um but again thank you I appreciate you guys' patronage I do I'm sure Betty does and I know that Maya does so
2: fuck you yeah.
0: i do too
1: in case y'all forgot black lives matter stop asian hate protect trans youth and free palestine we'll see you next week
2: peace love and polypops
0: take care everybody